Yeah, I'm excited. We're into the regular season finally, and I have my voice back. Most of the, most of my voice back. Right. So we did opening day at Marlins Park Thursday, Miami, when Martin Prado of the Marlins uh, was on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Sunday, we were at Tropicana Field to see the Rays play the Red Sox, but that opening day game. The Marlins donated 40 tickets to our kids of Miami Dave Monroe, and we spent a few minutes with the COO of our kids of Miami Dade, Michael Williams. Michael, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Uh, our kids has a very similar mission to Children's Hope Alliance, and that's healing the hurt, strengthening families, keeping them together ideally, finding kinship care, just talk about what our kids does yeah so, so our kids is the uh, contracted agency for the state of Florida's Department of Children and Families uh, it is our responsibility that when those cases come to DCF's attention where potential abuse and neglect is involved they contact us and uh, we begin to work with those families No, it's a beautiful day, though. A beautiful day, opening day of a sport that uh, for, you know, centuries have uh, symbolized family, family unity, family values, such as baseball. So it's a great opportunity to highlight and promote the work we do with such a sport as this. The fact that when children and families are really facing some of the most difficult times of their lives, uh, what is needed is an intervention from organizations that has the value of first and foremost figuring out how to keep them together, not removing them. I think in, in times past, it was a different set of values in child welfare where the interventions was with judgment. You know, if something happened, you hurt your child, we're going to take your child. Now it's different than that. We realize over the years the worst thing to do on a, for particularly the psychological development of a child is to remove them from their biological families. If they are not uh, unsafe, you know, if obviously safety is the paramount issue, uh, and the other issues that are there could be addressed with supports, by all means, children should stay 
in their family units and our role should be to strengthen those, strengthen those family units as much as we can. That's a great investment of time and resources because in the end it pays off because you have healthy kids growing up in homes that then can produce healthy adults. What does a day like this mean to those kids and their families? Well, it gives them opportunities to do things that for a lot of our families they never would have the opportunity to do. I mean, quite honestly, the cost associated with an event like this, whereas before, you know, when I grew up, you can sneak under a fence or look through a fence and see a Little League game or a Triple A game or some kind of sporting event, you know, as a, as a kid, you can be in, involved, inspired and all of that. Now the cost to be involved in this, not only the admission, but food, I mean, most of our families can't afford it. And so to give them the opportunity, these go a long way in the memories of a child growing up to say, I remember when my mom or my dad or my uncle took me to a Marlins game. They don't have to know how it happened. The fact that it happened brings about those memories. That's what we want to create here is these, these lasting memories, a good positive experience for some of these kids. Uh, and uh, the, the kids who are here, most of them are, are with good, safe, loving families. There are a lot of kids who don't have that. There's a foster shortage in Miami and throughout the country, frankly. How can people get involved? With, with our kids here in Miami-Dade and in Monroe County, which we're responsible for, uh, we really uh, would like to encourage and, and ask folks to step forward to become a foster parent. Foster parenting is different than what it was in the past, you know. Uh, in the past, there were, you know, all the stories and stereotypes about what a foster parent did or does uh, are gone away. Today, we're talking about being a critical person in the life of a children or a child, having that adult who believe in them, who when a child is thinking about whether or not they will ever get back with their mom or dad, Will they ever have a family or will they ever have hope in this society in which we live in? It's that foster parent who's there with them, who instill hope, who instill values, who give them the support to be stable, you know, to have them mentally stable so that they can go on and succeed, you know, in school and other places without having to worry about whether or not someone really loves them, whether or not somebody really wants them in their families. Absolutely, absolutely. And with our kids, as our organization's name, and uh, with, with great foster parents, you know, we partner together to create, you know, that culture and that system, be it artificial, uh, family-like system for children so they can be kids. So they don't have to worry about some of the adult things in life that children, unfortunately, sometimes at the age of eight and nine, end up having to worry about, you know, where am I gonna eat? Where am I gonna sleep? Those aren't things that children in our society should have to worry about. We should be able to care for them and make sure those things are given and unknown to them. And hopefully they get a three hour plus respite from all that and have, have fun today. I, I know I can't thank the Miami Marlins enough for that they, they donate they donated 40 tickets, and, and that was awesome of them. Absolutely, absolutely. I think this is what the partnership is about. I think every, every organization, every institution in our community should look at this as an example and take their lead from them, that you have something you can do and contribute to make our society better for kids. Even if you can't be a foster parent, you can be a mentor. If you can't be a mentor, you can donate something. You can do something 
to assure that those that your actions and those resources, be they human resources or whatever, gets targeted to the right way to ultimately benefit a child. Because at the end of these tickets, they gave 40 tickets, it's not just one child, but it's families, it's, it's adults, it's a whole system that benefits from this. So this is a great thing. And we're going to have fun. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. So during the Cubs' 8-4 to win over the Marlins on, on opening day, the Tampa Bay Rays opened their season against the Boston Red Sox at Tropicana Field, and Chris Archer was the opening day pitcher for the fourth year in a row for Tampa, and what a great guy. He is a great guy. He was a very interesting person to speak with. Of all of the Major League Baseball players, all, you know, however many there are, 1,800 of them or whatever, the one person we absolutely wanted to have on the Home Run on Wheels podcast was Chris Archer because as far as we're concerned with Children's Hope Alliance being based in North Carolina, Children's Hope Alliance working with kids, uh, Children's Hope Alliance helping kids who have been adopted, Chris Archer checks all of the boxes. He's a North Carolina native. He grew up in Clayton, North Carolina. He was not in the foster system, but he was adopted by his grandparents when he was two years old. He's so grateful to them, and you'll hear that here in, in, in a, a, about a minute when we play the interview. And what he does dovetails yes. exactly with what the mission of Children's Hope Alliance and the other organizations that we are working with. Chris does a lot of stuff off the field, and he's currently helping teens, homeless teens, get their life on track and get into college. And these are some of the same programs that Children's Hope Alliance has in North Carolina, and we actually spoke with Chris about what he does off the field prior to his opening day start against the Red Sox. We, Patty and I went down to the Rays facility and sat down with Chris for a few minutes. Chris, thank you for your time. The Archway Foundation, for people who don't know what it does, you, you, you do a variety of things. Just tell people the various things that the Archway Foundation does. Okay, yeah. Well, we were doing kind of a broad stroke of things but now we've narrowed our focus to youth homelessness and really trying to target that demographic in the Johnson and Wake County area uh, there's just such a huge need and I've been fortunate enough to partner with an organization in Tampa called starting right now and the goal is to duplicate what they do and that is what well they they target teenage high schoolers that are considered unaccompanied youth which means they don't have a parent, they don't have a family member to stay with, they literally are on their own at 15, 16, 17 years old, and they have a house, they take them in, they have uh, different programs for them, uh, leadership courses, um, they get them mentors, they, they help them get jobs, they help them get scholarships for schools, and the past six or seven years, they have a 99% success rate of um, grad, going to college, a trade school, or going into the military. Wow, that's awesome. 
Uh, what was your inspiration behind starting uh, a foundation? I got an award when I was in the minor leagues in 2012 uh, for philanthropy, and it was a $500 donation to the foundation of my choice. And I said, you know what, this is a perfect time for me to start my own um, so that I can raise money to go to the specific causes that I want, as opposed to giving it, giving it to an organization and it going to keeping the lights on. I can give it to um, my own program who has right now zero employees. We're, we're going to hire someone eventually, but I have zero employees, so money goes straight to the kids. Uh, it goes straight to helping people, helping feed them. Right now with school supplies, uh, holiday gifts, um, holiday parties for the demographic that we just spoke about. How important is it for you to give back? There is a, somewhat of a responsibility, in my opinion, to use my platform to help people. Um, and it could, it doesn't necessarily have to be the demographic that I'm helping, but um, help put smiles on people's faces and help encourage people to be the best person they can be. I think. As an athlete, we have a voice, we have a platform, and, and I love using mine. How much of your upbringing is, is, is kind of part of the reason why you uh, decided to start your foundation and, and that responsibility of giving back? Well, I think the way that we're raised uh, shapes who we are. And I had two very selfless parents, and um, I definitely think my selfless giving nature comes from them, certainly. Those are your grandparents, right? They're my parents, yeah. Right. What I mean, how how uh, you know, we're what we're, what we're doing is bring is trying to bring awareness to the needs of kids in the foster system. Obviously, you were not in the foster system, but you were yeah. a, adopted by your grandparents. Yeah. How thankful are you to them for for taking you yeah, in? Yeah, extremely. Me and you would not be sitting here right now if it wasn't for them. So, um, every day when I leave the house, um, I know what I'm representing. I'm representing them and and the sacrifices they made to take me in and change my life, uh, definitely for the better. So I'm extremely grateful, extremely thankful, and um, having the Archer name on my back is more than just me. It's uh, it's those two and, and representing what they stand for as well. And switching to baseball, uh, what's it mean to you? I mean, no race pitcher has ever been the opening day starter four years in a row. Yeah, and it means a lot. Uh, we have such a pitching rich organization um, it, it's a blessing. I'm just happy to be healthy um, and, and represent this this first class organization. How do you handle all the off season trade rumors and stuff? It, it, it seemed like every, every week you were going to a new team. <laughs> yeah, um, I really don't look into it that much. Uh, I'm definitely aware, but you know, it's people's opinions. Um, it's it's writers' opinions. It's not like the direct front office general manager or owners are saying these things so it's really opinions and hypotheticals and uh just in life you can't get too caught up in in those uh, and things that are out of your control i had great dialogue with our front office and they told me that i should be confident about about staying with tampa and i was and, and here we are and, and i'm still a ray and i'm happy about it cool uh, my wife wanted me to ask you uh because Baseball players are kind of historically superstitious. Is there anything either through superstition or just because you want to feel close to home that you always take with you on the road? Um, not like a physical thing. Okay. Um, but my routines 
daily for for game days are, are very similar um but not like a, a physical item from from North Carolina, no sir. So it's just uh, your routine has to be the same, huh? Every day. Pretty much. There's a there's some leeway. Um, I don't want to be too rigid, but the things that I can control, they are definitely consistent. All right. Thank you for your time, Chris, coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thanks for having me. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. So, Patty, one thing that really kind of stood out to me when, when Chris was talking about all the off-season rumors is control what you can control. Yeah, and that applies on so many levels and so many ways to everyone. You have to take that into consideration and not let what you cannot control over, affect, you. affect you, right? Yeah. These kids who have such a, a need for a safe, loving home, they can only control so much. They, they kind of add, if you're talking about an eight-year-old, he, he or she does not have control over his or her life yet, you know? If you're listening to this, I hope it inspires you to kind of get involved. You don't have to necessarily take in a kid and adopt him. You can foster, you can donate uh, money, you can volunteer. That, those are the kinds of things that uh, Michael Williams was talking about. Now, we would be remiss, though, if we did not talk about, a little bit more about opening day because, man, the city of Miami, I understand now after spending a day plus in Miami. It's a great city. People want to go there. Holy Absolutely. God. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, just going to the game and enjoying the game was great as well, but... Also, getting to experience, we went down to Miami Beach, South Beach, and went to the Art Deco District. That was great. And of course, going to the beach. I mean, I love the beach anyway. But just strolling along there, good people watching. And you know what? There's all kinds of people from all kinds of different walks of life there commingling and, and having fun. It didn't matter if they were old, young, black, white, or anything in between. They were, you, you had a whole melting pot of people right. in South Beach. It was really cool to, to, to see, and uh, I'm sure we'll see more of that along the way beginning tonight in Atlanta, which is another melting pot of a city. True. Thursday on the Home Run on Wheels podcast, we will talk about our trip to the ATL to see the Nationals and Braves play. And we'll also have Cameron Mabin of the Miami Marlins, another North Carolina native who does awesome things off the field. Until then, thanks for listening. And I'm Patty Clements. Talk to you later.